is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Nicole Frelo. I am a... Hosting for my first time today with Loving That Sports Talk, and conveniently enough, my uh, co-host, if you will, is James Levin. How, how you doing? How you doing today, Nicole? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. You nervous? What's? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Just a little bit, but uh, having you here certainly uh, helps ease the nerves a little bit, so I appreciate it. Well, it's good to be sitting on the other side of the seat today, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, whatever you want, let's go. I'm ready. All right. Let's, uh, well, you know... Uh, What's been talked about uh, here a lot recently was uh, Michael Vick and his most recent performances. Uh, what's your opinion thus far? Well, you know, uh, I'm a big Michael Vick fan. And um, like I said in the call, I tell everybody what he did off the field, you know, we let that go. He paid the price for that, you know. So basically we paying money for him to see him what he do, does on the field. So, you know what I'm saying? You got you to look at, you got you know, separate off the field, on the field. You know, and I think he's doing a great job. You know, he's in there. He's back to his old self, and he look even better now, Nicole. You know, I'll have to agree with you. Um, you know, a lot of the talk is uh, comparing Vic to McNabb now. Uh, it's kind of premature to ask this question, but if I had to ask now, uh, who would you take? You know what? Everybody wants to compare that right now. I know. And, and, and you really can't because you got to look at McNabb years. He's a little older now, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he can't run as much as Michael Vick. Michael Vick is quick, probably the fastest quarterback in the league. So um, if I had a quarterback to take right now, I would probably take McNabb because he's older, more experienced. You know, and Michael Vick set out two years. He's doing a great job now. But um, I will take McNabb. The more, the more experienced a quarterback is and sure. knows the system, and, you know, that's be my pick right now. Oh, I knew you'd disagree with me. <laughs> Why would you pick Vic? You know, um, you know kind of like we spoke about last week, I think I've been a little partial to Vic. Um, in the event, I had to discount what he's done off the field. But uh, just solely as a player, I think he's you know one of the best athletes to ever hit the NFL, to be honest. Um, I think it's a little different now watching him. Um, you know, uh, he stays in the pocket a little bit more. Um, you know, he's not running as much, which is obviously a big difference for him. Um, so uh, I, th- I think it's just a different Vic, to be honest with you. So you combine the running and uh, his new... Uh, comfortability in the pocket, if you will, and I think he's a fantastic quarterback, and I think I'd take him all around. Probably almost anybody now. Well, I think I don't know why I want to start an argument, but I think last <laughs> week you were saying that what Michael Vick did off the field, you didn't know, right? Is, oh, is, I, I, am I quoting you right or what? I didn't know, meaning? Meaning you was like, oh, I don't know what he did off the field, you know, I, I still don't agree, you know? Well, you know, and 
want me clearing you up here, James. Yeah, you need to clear me <laughs> up. Because <laughs> you know, I think one of our big talks was about um, you know, kind of the fan reaction, and if we think that uh, the fans should have a vote as to you know someone who's created you know havoc in the outside world, other than the NFL. You know, if the fans should have an opinion as to whether or not they come back and play again. And in the event I was solely a fan, which I guess at the end of the day I am solely a fan. Mm. Um, I, you know, yes, it's disappointing, but you know, if I put myself in the coach's shoes, I'd take him any day. But you know, and as a story that I heard, you know, earlier today, you know, not going off the topic, but the baseball team, the Tampa Bay Rays, oh, uh-huh. was upset because then the fans came out and they spoke out about that, and the commentator was saying like. Those are people who pay your salary. Well, you shouldn't say nothing about them, you know. Should the fans, you know, decide if this player is, you know, and boom, just what they did off the field, but on the field they winning, you know. Is is that fair? You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not too clear on how um, uh, Major League Baseball players get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure some of their salary comes from uh, the fan base. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Well, like, again, I don't know, but I can't imagine a lot of it coming from there, but I don't know. Right. Um but I think as a you know, former athlete myself, and you can attest to this, I think uh, having a strong fan base, I think it does you know, one of two things. It, you know, I, I think you know, certainly having them there makes you want to play for them, which always, you know, is important. And then I think the, um, the, fan, you know, the fans add a little more excitement to it. I mean, you have an empty stadium you want to play in or a filled stadium you want to play in. I think any athlete's going to say a filled stadium. So I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, I agree with you, but I, I'm, as, as a player, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want a fan telling me, you know, hey, you messed up, you know. And I know they pay their money to say that, but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't want to hear that, you know. As a player, you know, you, you're already down on yourself if you're doing bad. Or, and you get the fan to pay 20 dollars maybe more for a ticket. But <laughs> That's a fact. You know, but I mean. It, so are you more talking about what the fans' reaction to the players are or the players' reaction to the fans? Well, I think I was making a comment on your statement was um, I think you said that um, the fans pay these salaries for these players. You know, I'm not clear on that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm sure some of it goes to them. Some I'm, sure. Of it, I'm sure some are, and that's what the owners use, you know, the fans paying your salary. But, mm-hmm. hey, does that make it right for them to decide, like, like they were saying, Donovan come back to Philly, to boo him? I mean, just because they, you know. You know, I think it's a competitive-natured game, obviously. I think, uh, you know, whether or not you were a Donovan McNabb fan in Philly uh, when he was there or not, I mean, he's coming back, and uh, I think naturally your instincts get <laughs> upset and probably boo that he's not playing with you anymore. So I understand that, that type of fan reaction. I do. Um, you know, back to what you were saying, I'm curious as to what you think about the players being vocal about the fan base. What do you think about that? I think as in, in this world... You know, it's not a perfect world, but um, players should have the right to say what they feel. I mean, about fans or coaches. I mean, you know, they get fined for saying things about the ref. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's fair, but um, I think they should say something. I mean, they can all just throw at them, you know, um, fans saying, hey, you're horrible, or, you know, and I think the players should speak out and say, hey, you know, shut up, you know, sometime, <laughs> or <laughs> don't don't buy a ticket. But, see, owners don't want to hear that. Right. Players, hey, you don't like it, don't come. And fans probably won't come, you know. So, But I think they should be able to say what they feel, you know, because, I mean, you just can't get something thrown at you. You can't throw it back. Sure. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, I think, you know, the players have to do a little self-reflection and say, why aren't the fans coming here? And you have to answer that question yourself. Yeah. And if you can't answer that question yourself, then if you're upset about your fan base, find a solution. Yeah, you got to find a solution. But if you're winning, why aren't they coming? That's like I said. You have to self-reflect, and, and 
I'm not a Tampa Bay fan, so I can tell you why I'm not there. <laughs> you not a uh, Tampa fan? Uh, you know, I'm not a big baseball fan. You know, oh, I like to play softball. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think baseball is a lot different from football. You know, you got, sure. you know, so many games and all that, you know, but football, there's no way. I mean, I think every stadium usually filled up mm-hmm. every game. I'm all, I mean, I don't know the thing, but I think every stadium usually filled up. I would assume you're right in that. Mm. Well, out of curiosity, what was your uh, experience when you were in the NFL? What uh, what was your experience with the fans? Or <laughs> you gotta go there, huh? <laughs> were you a wild child with those fans? Well, you know, when I was back there in Philly, you know, I wasn't a big name like a Randall, or like you know, so I was oh, a little come on. So if I did anything wrong, they'd be like, "What that rookie doing in here?" You know, what, what he's doing playing? You know, he's not. You know, so. Um, Basically, my thing with fans were, and I heard some of the fans were like Randall Cunningham when he was playing. When he was doing bad, they hated him. He's doing good, they love him. So it's a love, hate, you know, you take it either way it goes, you know. And like right now, like I'm saying, like when I played, I seen it all aspect, you know, like you're doing good, they love you in the, the town, hey, Eagles, blah, blah, blah. But when they're doing bad, like psst, they look at you like you guys are crappy, you know. Right. But it's it's hard to take, you know. I mean, you're walking on the street, you know, sometimes you want your autograph, and then the next time they turn it back on you, you know. So it hurts. You know, unfortunately, I think that's inevitable with sports as a whole. Um, you know, that, you know, all too familiar word, uh, bandwagoners. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's going to change. I don't think it has changed. And, uh, you know, only you can attest to that being in the league. So um, You ain't a bandwagon, are you? You know what? I, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not. I, uh, you don't want to hear this, but I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, and uh, I guess because I'm here local, I I got to support the Cardinals. So <laughs> you can't have two teams. Well, only because I'm local, I will uh, support the Cardinals. But uh, you know, growing up with my dad being a big Dan Marino fan, that kind of sparked okay. my uh, uh, interest in the, the Dolphins. So I kind of stuck around with them for a while. But then my boy Jason Taylor is out of there now. <laughs> so that's a little disappointing. Well, that's bad. You got a favorite player, huh? I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is Well, bad. who's your favorite player in the league currently? You know what? I'm I'm not a person like, oh, blah, blah, you know, but when I watch when I watch football, I look at just the receiver because that's what I played. Mm-hmm. So um, my favorite receiver really, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know this year. Like, oh, Football hadn't changed, you know, when I played. Yeah, back then it was the love of the game, you know, and now sure. it's like it's playing for show, you know. It's just show, you know. They like what they do out there, touchdown, when they catch a pass, you know. Yeah. But uh, my all time favorite, Jerry Rice. It's easy But one, I yeah. think the best receiver in the league ever, nobody know it, was Steve Larger. I'm not familiar. He, he played play, for um, Seattle. Okay. Um, back in your old back days, in old, I'm not that old now. <laughs> I'm just giving you 29, a hard time. Twenty nine, twenty nine. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, but I, I usually just look at the receivers, you know, and sure. when I watch, you know, I just try. I don't know the routes they're running and catches they make, you know. So, if anything, I just like all receivers. <laughs> it don't just matter. appreciate the position, absolutely. I, yeah, exactly the position. You know, and asking, uh, you know, and actually saying that, um, I'm curious. I think there was something that I was watching, I believe, on SportsCenter here recently, or within the past week anyways, that um, 
they were referring to uh, Michael Vick and how well he's done as far as his studies, you know, before and after games. How big was that uh, part of your, I guess, NFL experience and how do you think it's changed between now and then? What you mean, I'm studying or? Yeah, just like how long they do film or how long they watch film for and, uh, you know, really study the game as opposed to playing the game. Well, I mean, if nobody really, I mean, know about the NFL, but with the NFL is more um, mental than physical. You know, uh, you believe it's more mental than physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you know, I think it's more mental. So watching films does help. Sure. Yeah. All right. Looks like we have Ryan Runyon on hold, and uh, he wants to sit and chat with us. So, uh, Ryan, are you there? This is Diane. Oh, I'm sorry, Diane. Diane. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Can all right, you hear me? I sure can. What do you have for us today? I, I would just like to talk about the week of football. I love football. Oh, great. Well, please let us in on your thoughts. Well, I, I love the games going. I love it that the Steelers are, are, are winning their games without Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Now, what's and, your... Uh, pardon me? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I just... I just Love the game of football. I love what's going on. So are you here locally in Arizona or are you out in Pittsburgh? Well, I'm here in Arizona, but I'm from Pittsburgh. Okay, great. So now are you looking forward to Ben coming back, or is it something uh, you're kind of okay with? Well, I'm, I'm kind of okay either way. Charlie Batch is doing a fantastic job. So you're not a Charlie Batch fan, are you, Diane? <laughs> Don't tell <Yeah>. me that. <laughs> no, no. I just, he's just doing great right now you know you don't want to take anything away from anybody well diane this is jane can i ask you a question i mean if charlie batch is doing a great job and winning and then when ben come back would you start being or would you keep charlie because you're winning well i would i would ask charlie batch at that point i would say would you like to step down for ben i'm sure he would ben roethlisberger is a good player there's no doubt can't take that away from him. But as a backup, I would keep Charlie Batch. Sure, that's certainly an interesting thought there. Um, Diane, can you hang on for a second? We're going to go to break, and then we will have you back if you're ready. Sure. Okay, great. Give us one second, and we will come right back on. Well, you are here with Nicole Frelo and James Levin on Levin That Sports Talk. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you already get the general sports headlines and discussion on tv and radio tune in to the blueprint with randall gatewood yeah we'll cover all the general big name stuff too but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else we'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. 
environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we are back here with Loving That Sports Talk with your host, Nicole. And I still have James here. Thank you for uh, being my little partner in crime today. Thank you for having me here with you. <laughs> of course. Diane, you still there? Yes. Great. Well, during break, I got to thinking about a couple of things, and I thought your uh, idea was pretty interesting on, uh, you know, t- we were talking about uh, Charlie Batch and, um, and Ben Roethlisberger, and you had the idea that when Ben comes back was uh, to ask Charlie what he thinks that uh, I guess what he should do, where his role should be, and what he should play. Um, and you kind of mentioned that you think that you should ask him, and his opinion should go to the coach or go to Ben, or clear that up for me a little bit. Well, what I'm thinking is uh, Charlie Batch was ready to step down out of the way, and he's doing so good, he should be Ben's backup, I think. Sure, and I understand that. I think, though, uh, in the event you were to ask Charlie, I think as a competitor in any sport, uh, uh, saying I'll step down for somebody, I think is a pretty tough job. And you, so you think yeah. that in the event that he's given that opportunity, he'll uh, say, go ahead and let Ben start? You know, I think he would. I think he's a nice man. I really think he would. Sure. He would give Ben the opportunity to come back, okay. just like Michael Vick got his opportunities. Mm-hmm. No. I, I think that would happen. 
Uh, Diane, me has been a, a player, and you know all players want to play, right? But I yeah. feel that um, if I'm playing good and I want to get on that field and play, and then they want to sit me down, I'm kind of going to be mad a little. You know what I mean, Diane? I mean, I I, I, I want to play like with with Michael Vick. You know when he was doing good and they said he he wasn't going to start. You know he said I don't. You know he said he was okay with that, but I don't think a player really okay with that. You know. Well, I'm yes, yes. You have a very good point there. Charlie Bash is doing good. It's just I feel that the coaches should ask Charlie what he would like to do. If he doesn't want to step down, then no, Ben shouldn't get back on the field. <laughs> I like that, Diane. I like that. <laughs> he Diane. just runs the show around there. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's only fair. I think that's only fair. Sure. I certainly understand your point there, and uh, we certainly appreciate you being on. Anything else you want to add? No, that's fine. Diane, well, we certainly appreciate it, like I said, and we hope to hear from you uh, maybe next week. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day. Thanks for calling in, Diane. Well, now, what do you feel about that, James? She, I mean, she had a good point, you know, um, and I agree with her. You, um, and when she said that, if, you know, if he don't want to sit down, you know, Ben got because Ben the one that messed up, you know. Well, and now, the, what do you think Ben's expectations are in coming back? Oh, I'm sure Ben wants to start. I mean, you he wants to get in there and play, you know. Sure. But, you know, Ben, you the one that got in trouble. And like Diane was saying, you know, if Charlie don't want to sit down, don't you know that's been problem that he is. he got to work his way back charlie got to do bad to get back in you know mm-hmm. so you know and you know it's a two-way as me a player i wouldn't go ask no coach you know if coach asked me do i want to sit down you know i'd be mad no i'm playing good <laughs> let me play <laughs> well yeah i could never imagine that yeah you know sure i'm feeling kind of lazy today i'm gonna go ahead and hop on the bench right i yeah. could never imagine saying that so i certainly agree with you on that right. oh no i'm just gonna go sit over here you know right right <laughs> well tell me this are you a roethlisberger fan are you a badge fan i'm you, you know what um i'm not a pittsburgh fan no. <laughs> you're gonna make some pittsburgh fans mad yeah yeah my thing is with um ben or batch is um oh it's tough to go um I think uh, Ben has got in trouble before, mm-hmm. and I think if you keep getting in trouble, you lose that spot, you know? Mm-hmm. That's your choice of losing that spot because you did something to lose that spot. You didn't lose that spot because of your play or because, you know, um, you lost because of something off field. Sure. You know, so you lost that, you know? So you have to sit. If somebody else playing better, they play. Plain and simple, you know? Well, I can certainly tell you if I was a coach, you know, and – you know, things are going right in the right direction. The last thing I'm going to do is start mixing it up with someone new. So, And that's what happened in Philly. You know, you're right about that. You know, Michael Vick started winning. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You keep that person that's winning for you, you know? Absolutely. You know, and I think that uh, at times name recognition kind of gets in there. And you get these big names that are coming right. back. And you automatically assume that uh, they should be the ones starting. I think if you drop everyone's name... I think you go back to really the talent, and the talent's what starts. Well, I mean, and you look at names sell tickets. You know, people come to see Ben play. And that's Nobody comes to see no Charlie Bash play. You know what I'm saying? But then if you win it, you come for your team to win. So is the glass half empty or half full? It's always half full. Come on now. <laughs> you know what? But you brought up a great point, though. You know, it's yeah. easy to say name recognition, drop it. Um, but I think you brought up a good point. And, you know, like we spoke about earlier, the ticket sales, you know, yeah. Some of it's going to the salaries, and you don't have the people coming in because exactly. the Bens aren't in the game. I'm, you know, it's a double-edged sword there. Right. It's, it's tough. It's almost that same saying, uh, not to jump off it, but with the NBA games in the playoff, before the playoff, the coaches rest the, the big-name players so they won't get injured for the, the 
playoff, right? Mm-hmm. People say, we paying our money to come see those players. You know what I'm saying? You're exactly so, right. So it's like that. You know, when you got football, people come to see Ben. You know, they come to see, you know, they don't come to see Charlie or a no name. You know what I'm saying? You know, so Absolutely. what do you do? You, you know, you got to play these people. You know, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. You know, <laughs> and I'm surprised that you kind of oh, went that route, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you know, I think uh, at the end of the day, everyone's, you know, gearing towards winning a championship. And uh, if. Oh. If you're sitting your best players to get that championship, and it's for a, you know, we'll say a good cause because you're going to go through anyways with that, you know, with or without him. Um, I think absolutely sit them. You know, certainly don't risk an injury. And uh, I'm very surprised. So you will sit Ben. Yeah. Come on now. We're if winning games, own- and we have an automatic bid, like you know, automatic bid to the championship game. I'll tell you what, his ass is sitting all season. Then. Well, <laughs> you're an owner. You you there to make money. Right? But you're, well, you know what? I mean, I guess that's another argument in is it money or championships? And I think they kind of, you know, fortunately, they kind of go hand in hand. However, sports have turned more to money now. You know what I'm saying? They say it's a business. Players ain't having fun with playing sports now. They're all trying to make this money, and it's about money because the owners don't care about them no more now. So it's all about money now. Back in the day, sports was fun, you know. I'm sure they got their money, but sports was fun, you know, and players were playing for the game, the love of their team. Now it's like, this team don't pay me. You got to pay me, I'm sitting out, you know? Or you got to pay me, I'm going to another team, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they get a five-year contract. They're one year into it. Now they want a new one, you know? Because yep. they see you making more money, you know? So it's all about money. And the owner's like, we're going to make our money. Ben, get in there. We're paying you $17 million a year. Get in there, right? Sure. And I you know, I certainly get that. Um, at the end of the day, I guess it's just very unfortunate that's kind of gone that direction. And you hit the nail on the head, um, it's it's about money. It's not so much about talent at times, and that's you know pretty unfortunate. And it's about the big names, you know, whether or not they're performing great or not. You're right. You know, I kind of failed to recognize that, but you know, the big names in there certainly create the money, and the money. But gets you, the fans, and the fans get the championships. The championships get the money. I mean, it's a, it's a circle. It really is. But you wouldn't play Ben, right? You just said you wouldn't. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> if I had an automatic bid to the a championship <laughs> game of any sport, and. uh and I could sit my best players. Shoot, absolutely. But but you know, it's I mean, all about that championship game. You're right, but people still come to see those games before the championship, right? You know what? I'm not a money hungry girl, so I give me a championship <laughs> over the money. I'll take it any day. <laughs> yeah. When you get in that big business, you'll be like, hey, I need a little bit more money. You know? Isn't that sick, though? I mean, mm. you saw a little bit of it being in the league, I'm yeah. sure. And uh, as you've said, it's changed quite a bit. So now, in the event you had the opportunity to go play tomorrow. Do you think that you and your mindset would change and kind of shift with the way it's become? Or do you think that you would stay in your old mindset how it was when you were playing? Well, one, I'm too old now. And I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought 29. No, I, I, I could go play, yeah. I could go right now and play. <laughs> no, um, I think now if I look at like the economy and how sports change, mm-hmm. it's all about money. I got to get more money than I can. And you got to, you know, pay. Plain and simple. It's not about... Uh, they will say loyalty anymore. You're not loyal to no more teams no more. No players are. You know? and you're absolutely right. right. You see it every day. You see it every day. Players like, you know, you ain't loyal to me. I'm going to be loyal to you. Pay me, you know. So I would have to adapt to what it is now. You know, it's about money, you know. And that's what I would want to pay me. <laughs> and, and you're right. It's hard to hear and it's unfortunate. But I think at the end of the day, it's just it is what it is. And you... And, Accept and, it, and, and you say you're not a money hungry one boy. You better not let guys hear that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm one of the few out there. <laughs> no. I certainly enjoy my shopping sprees. Don't worry. <laughs> you got to throw that shopping in there, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but you, you're right, though. Um, like you say, the game have changed. <laughs> The game has changed. And uh, this is. <laughs> what are you giggling at over there? Oh, boy. This is funny. How? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, we'll uh, talk about this a little bit more after break, but uh, it has changed. Like we said, it's about ticket sales, it's about the big names, and uh, I know it. Um, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, it's sad to hear that James, you'd adapt to that. I thought you'd go play for 10 bucks a game. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. No? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Lifestyle too crazy to pay for $10 a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? You're a crazy man just like the rest of them out there, huh? Yeah, I am. I gotcha. Well, listen again. We appreciate everybody out there listening to uh, Nicole Frelo, host and loving that sports talk with James in the studio. Um, we will be back and look forward to hearing what you have to say about <laughs> the money and the sports. We'll be back. Thank you. <laughs> school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ad. 
I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, hello, everybody. You are back here with Nicole Frilo, host and loving that sports talk with James in the studio. Glad to be here with you. Uh, thanks for yeah, I'm thanking <laughs> you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. You know, we were talking about a couple of things prior to break about, um, you know, players and money. And we got to talking um, during break about uh, what really constitutes a sport versus a non-sport. And I th- actually, I think you and I had spoken about this maybe a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're kind of battling about it a little bit, and I kind of wanted to do a little on air to see what if anybody had any opinions. But um, we were specifically talking about uh, things like NASCAR, um, things like cheerleading, dance, you know, we'll say polo, you know, just to give you some examples of things that might hold a little controversy as opposed to, uh, or I'm sorry, in regards to what constitutes as a sport and non-sport. So I'm curious to see what your opinion is. Well, I'm not sure what people would say was sport and what not sport, but I would think a sport is anything that's got to do with competition, you know, if you're competing, you know. So that's what I would say a sport is, you know. If you're competing, it's a sport, you know. You're trying to win, right? Mm-hmm. And sport is about winning and losing. So if you're competing, that's a sport. Whatever, if it's a dance competition, you're competing against somebody else, that's a sport, right? So good to know when I beat you in checkers, we're playing a sport, huh? That's a sport, <laughs> you know, because I'm not going to let you win. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that's a really interesting way to look about or look on that. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I've always put sports and sweating or breathing hard at, together. Um, you know, it, you know. Sorry if I'm offending any NASCAR fans out there, but you know, NASCAR is painted all over ESPN, ESPN two, and uh, for whatever reason, I don't really constitute that as a sport. I mean, it's it's, it's competing, right? I mean, they're competing against other drivers to win, and and then the sport is competing, right, to do some. To be, the outcome is you to win, right? You know, like I said, I haven't thought about it in that you know regard before. Um, it's interesting, very interesting way to look at it. And I, you know, I like I said, I can. I don't know. I think you stumped me there a little bit. You know, I do. Very interesting. Well, I gotta stump you. Know, I gotta keep you on your heels. <laughs> yeah, I know. I appreciate it. You know, but I just I can't agree with you. I, uh, you know, uh, I'll put cheerleading as a sport before I'll put NASCAR as a sport. Well, I mean, why? I mean, isn't it like just because they're not sweating or you know. Running or, you know, it's not a sport. So poker's a sport? The competing, yeah. You do not believe that. I do. I, anything I think competing and you competing to win, that's a sport, you know. And that's what I get out of sports. I get sports is winning. The, the outcome of it, you want to win, right? So the sport of the game, the, the thing of the sport is winning, not losing. So somebody got to win or lose. So if you're playing poker... Somebody got to lose, somebody got to win. So, hey, I won that sport, right? So an argument is also considered a sport in your book. You want to win the argument. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't believe that for a second. Well, that's a different. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to look at different things. I mean, it's like when um, I guess you could say when you've been active. Would I say that was physical or you know? Well, it could be mental. You know, like I don't know. That's hard. Did Nicole? I stump you there too? Just a little, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think about, really. I think, uh, you know, the most important part about sports is, uh, you know, being disciplined. And I think anything that teaches discipline, and I'm kind of going back on what I was saying, but, yeah. you know, I think uh, being disciplined, you know, going for a common goal, obviously looking to win, I think you might be right. I think you might hit a little bit there. So hmm. I might be able to agree with you on a lot. I mean, yeah, you could categorize like, hey, argument, is that a sport, you know, because you want to win the argument? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, it depends on what you're arguing with, you know? <laughs> no, I was just giving you a hard time. But I, I mean, I don't think anybody really constitutes that as a sport, but uh, kind of just giving you a hard time there. But <laughs> Yeah, you stumped me there. I ain't thought about that, you know? Yeah. It's kind of interesting to think that way, though. Yeah, it is. I, I thought about that a couple of times. So uh, if, any, if there's any callers out there who would uh, like to put their opinion in, we'd certainly love to have you. <laughs> yeah, they'll be I'd like, be curious. Well, yeah, I think I'd be in trouble. Yeah, you get some calls. <laughs> yeah. Like, argument is a sport, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you get a husband and wife to call in. Yeah, yeah, They'll tell yeah. you it's a sport, right? And then they get in an argument, and then they'll be calling you, blaming you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, me and my wife just had a sport argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just start hosting a couple show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd last very long on that one. Well, you already got the women out there that said, we ain't, they, they, we're about money. You ain't about money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'd have all male viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this lady doesn't like money. Right, yeah. <laughs> what days are you on? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> now, going back to sports and, you know, specifically football, I'd be curious to see uh, how you started the game and how your parents got you involved and kind of how you got to where you were. I mean, it was like, you know, we grew up in um, Robbins, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And there ain't much out there to do, you know. With, you know, my mom and we grew up in the church. Okay. So we went to church all the time. So. You know, I was always figuring you know, I'm going to play sports, you know, so I wouldn't be in no games or not, you know, or sell drugs, what they was doing out there. Mm -hmm. So I kept myself out of the streets by playing sports, you know, not coming home. And, you know, it was a, it was a discipline, you know, you know, keeping me um, honest with myself, um, keeping me um, true to my schoolwork, which, you know, it's hard when you're playing a sport because you feel like you ain't got to go to class, you know, back then. You know, it wasn't big on going to school, getting your grades. Just play the game and win. But um, that's how I got into it. It was like, you know, just wanted to just stay out of trouble. And, and, and sports kept me out of trouble, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, it looks like know? it did a fantastic job for yeah. you. And you got to the level that every small child loved to get to. So I think it's a neat story. Well, yeah, I mean, like I tell kids today, you know, if you want to go and play it, you know, set a goal. You know, and when you keep reaching another goal, set another goal, you mm -hmm. know. Um and I set a goal, you know. Once you set that goal, you always want to reach it. You know, you do your best and you work hard at it. And um, my goal was to play, you know, in the NFL. And um, I set that goal. And after I set that one, I set another goal, you know. But if you don't want to set goals and just living every day and hanging out, you're not going to ever achieve nothing. Sure. So. Well, it's done fantastic for you, and I'll tell you, it's an honor to be sitting here with you. It's a great story. It really is. You know, you touched on something that I kind of wanted to address, you know, in your story. Um, you had mentioned, you know, something along the lines of when you're an athlete, you feel as though you can kind of get away with less schoolwork <laughs> and things like that. And I want to say that we touched on that maybe two weeks ago, but I'd be curious to see where you stand on, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, preferential treatment of student athletes, we'll just say specifically in college and, you know, in regards to their professors, you know, grades, what have you. I'd be curious to see what you feel about that. Oh, you're going to go there on me, Hyman Cole. You'll make me, you know, <laughs> go there. Um, you know what? Um, when you're in that line, you know, like um, athlete, you know, athlete, athlete, you look at, you know, um, Every athlete get away with something. If it's a grade or um, back in college, like Reggie Bush getting money or in the mm-hmm. pros, you know, you're going to get away with something. Mm-hmm. It's to the point you take it at, you know. And it's like um, high school, you know. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to throw my high school. It was a great <laughs> high school. But, you know, like some class, you know, when we were, you know, in the championship, like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you get turning in late, you know. Sure. Um College, you know, there's always, you know, don't don't go to school, you know. And then when the season over, your grades are like flunking. They're like, hey, you flunking every class. I'm like, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. You know, because sure. they're like, and then, you know, the pros, you know, like, you know, nowadays you see people, you know, getting pulled over, they're getting arrested. But back in the days, you know, they let you go. Oh, just go home, sign an autograph, you know. Mm-hmm. So there are, and there's still a lot of people getting, you know, treatment, you know. Oh, absolutely. Special treatment, you mm-hmm. know, but. You know, to the point where, you know, some people, you know, want to make a name for themselves. So they catch these people, you know, guys and turn them in. Right. And some of them just want want to hang out with them and talk to them and let them go with things. Right. You know, so but it's it's still there and it's not going to go away. Trust me. If anything. Because you had your groupies, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think it's funny. We were talking about, you know, specifically being in college and, you know, back when I was in college, you'd always know the professor that would pass every student athlete because the entire (laughs) back auditorium would be filled Filled with with every athlete. And I mean, 90% of them are sleeping the other 10% are on their phones and that's in the event 10% of them showed up. (laughs) Well, I mean, like you say, you know, you go to school, you got to get the classes you want to get. They're going to put you in those classes. Oh, absolutely. You know, but you are right, though, and that's still going on today, you know? Oh, 100%. You know, and and like you say, you see all the athletes in this one class, you're like, whoa, you know? <laughs> well, you know you're taking that professor for every course possible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> that's funny you said that. Now, you play sports, too, now. Were you that way? Oh, James, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> you know, yes, I was. I was fortunate to uh, be able to play college soccer for those you know who don't know. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, just probably like you or and any other athlete out there, mm. and even non-athlete, when, when provided the opportunity to, you know, get something easier, yeah. cheaper, yeah. get out of something you probably shouldn't have gotten out of, you know, right. what have you, some... I'd say most people are going to kind of take that easier route. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly there was, you know, some opportunities presented to me being a student athlete that probably weren't presented to the average athlete, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. student. Mm-hmm. So certainly, and uh, I probably took a little more than I should. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Get closer to the mic. What did you say? <laughs> I probably <laughs> right took a Dion? little more than I should. Right? Get closer to the mic, right, Dion? <laughs> oh. Yeah, loud and clear, Dion. I took a little more than I should. <laughs> No, but you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's uh, only going to perpetuate itself from this point mm. forward, and it's not going to stop. And uh, I guess for you know colleges specifically, it's how you know while they monitor it, and you know, and as far as the NFL, it's how harsh of a punishment you're going to put on something. So yeah, but some people still getting away with it in the NFL. You know, a lot of oh, things absolutely. That, you know, so you're right. right. 
Well, we're having a great day today here with uh, James and Nicole, and uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello. Y'all are back here with Nicole Frilo, hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my special guest, James Lovett. Thanks for having me in the studio. <laughs> of course. Well, I want to kind of get back to what we were chatting about uh, prior to break. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, preferential treatment, you know, everywhere from high school, college to the pros. And I kind of wanted to get a little insight as to kind of what you experienced when you were in Philly and how uh, 
It was, you know, for everything from walking into the restaurants to walking into people to, you know, buying merchandise or what have you. I'm curious to see how that was for you. <laughs> oh, I know you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on now. Spill the beans. Oh, I didn't know you could go there with that one. <laughs> oh, boy. No. <laughs> I'm just curious, you know. You I think really stumped me with that. You know what? <laughs> High school, you know, wasn't no big. You know, just get to miss a couple of classes. You know, sure. That wasn't nothing big. Um, I went to a junior college in Santa Rosa. Um, Santa Rosa didn't get away with. They didn't have nothing. You know, just people just knew you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you can try to fool somebody, but no, you're not fooling me. No, Santa Rosa, when I was Santa Rosa, and you know, wasn't nothing special with the school, right? Um, you know, they was pretty hardcore on you, you know. Uh, Wyoming, you know, went to the University of Wyoming, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, oh, Wyoming ain't listening. <laughs> yeah. We went to, uh, we got to go to Hawaii, you know, so it was a week trip, so. Uh, to play? To play. Uh-huh. Uh, there was in a conference, so um, I know we got to get out of um, all work and class that whole week, you know, and didn't have to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So all our assignments were like, you know, taken care of, you know. Right. Like don't even worry about it. Like, oh, that's a good, you know, week, you know. And it was, actually, it was like final weeks too. So it was like, you know, you didn't have to take the final test or nothing. So which was, you know, that's a privilege, you know, the players got, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, Philly, you know, I mean, just it was just crazy, you know. Restaurants you go in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they know you players, you know, you get like free food. Um, you know, what's so funny about that. Y- y'all have the money to pay for your food yet. Y- y'all get it for free. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you say, they're just happy to see you. In sure. There, you no, know? I'm kind of giving you a hard time. Yeah. You know, but you're right though. I mean, you're looking like, you know, you do have the money to pay, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's just like, you know, they, they happy to see those players in there, you know? Um, I know, <laughs> couple of players you know like you know you get pulled over and police know you've been drinking something like that and say, oh just give me an autograph and they let you go you know um so that's those, all it takes just to become a professional athlete and i'm good to go i think nowadays <laughs> because if you look at our society it's all about sports mm-hmm. sports is real big and you know as they say you know especially the main ones football basketball and baseball it's really big you know which is great yeah, I mean, I mean, it helps our economy, I guess you could right. say that. But um, it's big, and they look at these players. I mean, you got players making what a hundred million? I'm like, I mean, that's some money. Yeah. So you know, it's like what they do, like you know, to get away with like a five thousand dollars something. That's nothing to them, you know. Right. So you know, and and I think, like you say, what did I do? I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just uh, kind of coming off what you're saying. Uh, we kind of touched on during break. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Des Bryant at Oklahoma State. He uh, had his little uh, run in with uh, Deion Sanders, and you know, obviously got punished for that a little bit. But uh, you know, just recently. Tell me how exactly how this went. I believe he took his lineman out to dinner. That was his intention, anyways, and ended up spending fifty five thousand dollars. Well, if you can kind of correct what I missed in there, I'd like to hear it. Well, they have rookies, and you know when the rookies come in, they the number one pick. Well, you know which every team does. Um, the rookie has to take. You know, if it's defense, they take the defense guys out. But then that's what they do. You know, and what happened with Des Bryant was. Um, he he was taking the offensive lineman out, you know, and which he had to run in maybe in preseason where he, you know, rookies have to carry veterans shoulder pad. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. So Des Bryant, like, I'm not doing that, you know. And it was a big controversy back then, and he didn't want to carry Roy Williams' shoulder pad. So, you know. And as a rookie, as you'd a think rookie. you'd love to do that. Well, that's what rookies do is hazing, you right, know. So right. he didn't want to do it. He felt he was above. And it was a big thing, you know, and, you know, the media made. And, you know, so, well, they got him back this time, you know. He knew he was supposed to take the offensive lineman off for dinner, so he took him out. So Roy Rim, I think it was Roy. Don't quote me on that. But um, Roy called all the defensive players, and they showed up for dinner too, and everybody just ate on him and left him <laughs> with the bill. So that was him getting him back but not carrying a shoulder pass and like that, which he accepted because, you know, he knew, you know, he messed up before. So he knew, you know, hey, I got to pay this bill. So it came out to $54,896, you know. Oh my lord! But remember, you not you don't want money, right, Nicole? So you wouldn't win. <laughs> that eight, means right? nothing to right, me, right? Right. right. <laughs> Fifty-five grand, I pass that up daily. Right, you would you <laughs> want that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's interesting. I'm glad they got him back. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't hear about the the uh, shoulder pad incident. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear about the shoulder pad incident, but uh, it makes all the sense in the world now, and I'm certainly glad they got him back. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that's been in the NFL tradition, you know. It's it's all in fun. Right, and that's what know? I was going to say. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. And plus, sure. they got the money, so what, you know, you write that off, you know. <laughs> right. So, you know, and which, you know, they only do it to the people who can't afford it. I mean, he wouldn't have went in there with me or you, you know, <laughs> yeah. pay 54, because we've been watching dishes, you know. I've been for there years. for years. Yeah. So, but it's all in fun. They know, you know, I'm sure... Um, if he didn't have the money, which he did, I'm sure the players would, you know, pay for their, you know, everybody got money. Well, sure, he's a first-round draft pick, right? Exactly, so. He has the money. I'm, I'm, uh, he's not hurting. Well, his, his first check, signing bonus, took care of that. Oh, God. It, yeah, times 10. Exactly. But, you know, I mean, it, it was fun. They all had a good laugh out of it, and, you know, it wasn't no hard feelings from it, you know. Now, has he gotten quoted on that? Has, he got, what? has anybody asked him his... Uh, his opinion about them all coming to... I haven't heard nothing on it yet. I'd be curious know? to see what he has to say. Right. I mean, I, you know, haven't heard with, you know his reaction to it or anything, but I'm sure he'll laugh. But I was like, man, you know. Sure. That's all you think you can do. <laughs> yeah, you don't want the whole team hating you. Exactly. Yeah? You better love that you spent every exactly. penny of that $55,000 yeah. on them for eating. Shut your mouth and pay the bill. <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. God, I would love to see that table of food for $55,000. But just think the tip he had to leave. What do you think he left a tip? How much? Five thousand. Oh gosh, that's a good well, question. You know, I'd venture to say probably two. Uh, what do you think the tip would be? Because don't you do a percentage of the bill? Yeah, I, I believe. Well, according to Oprah, you don't tip on. Uh, <laughs> what did she say? You don't tip on uh, well, booze cheap or cheap Oprah. <laughs> yeah, booze or something else. But uh, yeah, probably five grand. Shoot, about five grand. Yeah, I'd like to see how many servers and waiters it took him to. Uh, to take care of that entire table. I'd be curious. Oh, man. Just bringing more and more food. Oh, I mean, my and God. Just Shoot, if I got punished, I'd bring them all to a buffet. But this thing, <laughs> was it one waitress make five grand or was it more than one, you know? Oh, God. What I would assume think? there's got to be, what, five, ten of them? Oh, had to be. yeah, with all 54 players? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had to be at least that, yeah. And what a mess to clean up. <laughs> but you, well, for five grand, I'd clean it up. Exactly, <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I'll be there all night. Up. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll be there. It might have tipped them a little bit more. You don't know. You know, you could be right. You know, uh, you could be right. I, Off a of fifty-four thousand dollar bill, yeah. Ten grand. About ten, I would think. If you had like multiple servers, yeah, because sure. you gotta look at it. they're gonna split what they split. You know, 
Ten grand. Ten grand, yeah. Not a bad day. Oh, that's a good day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll take that shopping day, won't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, we are getting out of here. James, I cannot thank you enough for having me be your host today. Thank you. You did a great job. Well, and I appreciate you hosting it. Absolutely. Thank you. And we will be back next Wednesday from noon to one. Appreciate y'all listening. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.